Hello. Oh. Welcome into another edition of Farm to Fame. We should be more excited, by the way, because we're doing we're our first ever podcast. Not live from Denver. We're doing our first ever podcast in the same house. I know. At the John Boy House. I'm looking past the superstar to get to you, by the way. I know. We got BBD. If y'all listen to anything on John Boy's network, y'all know BBD. We all know BBD. Do I know BBD? I don't know. Tell us a bit about BBD. Mm. What does BBD stand for Kay. in your mind? Uh, well, Big Baby David, first and foremost, but it's taken on a life of its own. What's your favorite? <laughs> uh, bug Bug Dude's growing on me. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Don't What's your real favorite? What's your X-rated favorite? Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Am I allowed to say that on the show? I don't know. Yes. I don't know what this kind of <laughs> show is. Well, beep it. Yeah, we have it. We yeah, well, Trev calls me Big Big Dong, and that's fun. I like when he does that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're uh, off to a great start here so i'm really happy to be here yeah <laughs> <laughs> but right now we are in the john boy house so how many of us are there right? i don't know are, is there 18 um, of us here i think 18 total on the trip golly there were 12 at the home run derby last night 14 at the home run derby last which night. was the greatest one of my greatest baseball experiences as a fan yeah it was incredible yeah i had no idea the excitement was gonna be like that I heard Jimmy say last night that it's there's no booing because there's no right or wrong. There's no, yeah. The, it, everybody's fired up. Kind of the awesome. the only person who like almost gets booed because like story was in it. So whoever was like going up yeah. against him gets like the closest thing to that. But yeah. I thought I was going to get a foul ball. I was about to ask how many home run balls did you catch, Peter? With all of the effort you put in last night, you put in a lot of effort. I mean. Are we talking about physically catching or mentally catching? <laughs> <laughs> because I mentally caught a lot. I didn't physically had a catch good any. read on a lot. I had a good read on a lot, but I just didn't. I'm not one of those guys. Ploofy's the same way. We're just trying to stop the kids from getting pummeled because there's a bunch of kids trying to get balls as well. Yeah. And there's a bunch of adults that are acting like kids, trying yeah. to dominate these eight year olds. And I was like, guys, just calm down. It's a baseball. So that's what we did last night. We went to the home run derby. Mm-hmm. You're going to see random people popping in on this episode because all of us. Are here, so we want you to meet everybody. Was that, um, your, was that your first experience of a home run derby? Yeah, it was my first home run derby too. I've always wanted to go to one, and it didn't yeah. disappoint. I think honestly, I think we're going to hear reviews of people that have been to both. That the home run derby would be more exciting. Yeah, I feel like if I had the choice now to go to the home run derby or the all star game, I would choose the home run derby. Yeah, that was just like so much. I mean, we had so much fun last night. Do you think we have as much fun if there wasn't twelve of us? Yeah, I do too. Because half of the people were up in the con- concourse yeah. anyway. At times balls. we were separated. Yeah. Not in here. <laughs> Never in here. All so yeah. today we have front yard games. <laughs> uh, BBD and I are on the same team. We just haven't cut his sleeves yet. Peter cut my sleeves. I did. I kind of uh, like the sleeves. I like my shirts as like as they come. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play through the elements. That kind of makes me feel like that's the kind of person you are. Yeah. You don't want to destroy anything. You want to keep it whole. Right. I like the cutoff look on other people. When you've got your own sleeves to produce, you don't need <laughs> other ones. Yeah, that's true. How's my voice sound, Maddie? Do I sound a little like I should run my own 1-800 number? Hi, you called Pete Moylan. Oh, that's not the 1-800 numbers that I'm calling. <laughs> what is, what is that? <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. That's the first time Maddie's talked this episode. Welcome, Maddie. Yeah. This is the first episode I'm not on camera. It's, it's free. There's a camera over there. Oh, I thought no. there was a camera on you. Turn it no, on. there's no camera. Oh. No, it's okay. Oh. There's the extra steps. Well, BBD and I are on Team Dugout Mugs. Yes. 
and uh, Peter. Mm-hmm. They separated Peter and I for this week. Um, yeah, that was there was some strategic separation. That was the right thing to do. Okay, he's Jake, Jake team and Luke. Jimmy. You can't keep everyone on the same team. They spend every day together, so it's time to experience new people. Yeah, so I've setting up the it. games right now. BBD detective. He said, "I'm out." He said, "You've had me for enough." He said, "I am." Oh, his phone's going off. Okay, you got shit to do. I'm good. Okay. I ain't going anywhere good. unless yes. you tell me to leave. Nope. But well, I do what also, I'm told more than anything else. We can also bring else. in our next guest. Oh, well, are they here? I know he's on a time I w- okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me make the call to the bullpen. Yes. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Chris Rose? <laughs> can I please borrow you for a second? Thank you. Way to go, BBD. Welcome to the first Thanks ever Thanks for having me, guys. I love you. Goodness gracious. We're bringing it back in. We didn't go anywhere, technically. We I got Chris Rose now. Greetings. It's good to see you guys in person. That voice. Good to hang out. I know. How that are you? Voice. It's it like, how many times have you just listened to his voice, Like in the, even if you're not watching? I can sit like this, and I know exactly who I'm talking to. I won't yeah. do that because that's rude. But It's go. perfectly fine. Most people change the channel and he, stuff. And Rosie was getting stopped yesterday for ton of pictures for autographs. Listen, it, it's great being a part of this team. Um, because, first of all, like, Jimmy and Jake are, I mean, it's crazy right now. Yeah. And it's fun being a part of the ride as, as you're kind of ascending right now. And the rocket is taking off. Um, I think as we continue to do more of these activities, right, we're at events or creating our own events. It's going to allow you people out there to, to come up and... You know, we appreciate everybody consuming all sorts of content, and that's yeah. really what is making us baseball's number one destination because you guys are giving them the people that are going to be the stars of, of tomorrow, right, mm-hmm. in baseball. So it's important to have that. It's important to have a show like the Rose Rotation where you can see guys as my co-hosts, a half dozen major leaguers, active major leaguers, away from the field. Yeah. And we talk about the, the failures and the successes and how you bounce back and all that sort of stuff. And to have Jimmy and Jake and, and Ploof do what they do with – talking baseball and Joe's and Keith, what they're doing. So it's important to have everything covered. And I think that's what people love most about John Boy Media. And we do it. We're not taking ourselves too seriously. For God's sakes, look at you. You've already cut off your sleeves. Oh, it's hard to tell when you have sleeve tattoos all yeah. over your arm. So I don't know where the shirt is. I have no sleeve tattoos. I know. I'm scared what, of needles. But, not a big but needle girl. Not yet. Mm. Who knows what happens after the, after, games after the lawn games today. I don't even have my ears pierced. If y'all think. You don't? No. You'd I'm not a needles gal. Really? It's not my thing. Can I just tell you something? I had a terrible pain in my toe. I have um, something. Another foot pod. We're a foot pod, apparently. Yeah, we are. So I had to get a cortisone shot in my toe. That's You've true. had a ton of cortisone shots, Probably. right? Yep. So the doctor goes, she said, listen, hands and feet are the worst. I was like, wait, why are you telling me this? <laughs> She's like, well, what the after? fuck do you want me to do? Do you, do you want me to lie to you? Yeah. And so sure enough, she's like, I'm putting a lot of fluid in your toe, so it's really going to hurt. And she didn't lie. It really uh, hurt. That's honestly, that's my nightmare. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I want to go back to the talking about John Boy mm-hmm. because uh, we're trying yesterday. to hit on foot. I know. We had this conversation last night, and this is no knock on, you know, television, TV broadcast. But right. what? It's controlled. Yeah. And what we've noticed is, like, we have gotten along with everybody in this company so well because on a podcast, especially when you're with a company like John Boy Media, you are so able to be yourself. And totally. when we're on TV, you know, when I was doing Braves Live or whatever, like you were following a, 
a rundown, you know, like you, you aren't able to showcase your personality. So it's like when you get around other TV people, you still have to learn their personality. If all you were doing, if all you were doing was watching them on TV, mm-hmm. but in podcasts, it's like you talked about Joe's yeah. like, He's the, the same yeah, guy. same per, it's just so cool because everybody is exactly who they portray. Well, also because we all have feelings and opinions and when you're on television, you have to curtail them, right? You have to fit in this tiny little box and in the, in the podcast world and particularly at a place like John Boy Media, you can share your feelings, right? You can be opinionated. We're all, we all started as fans, right? So we all think about, we have a thought process about something that's going on. When you see people that are on linear television and it happens because I'm still on linear television on the NFL network side, mm-hmm. you can't always say what you want. Yeah. Because you always have somebody to answer to. And there were times at MLB Network where I would get called into the office where they'd be like, You can't say that. And I was like, But this is the way I feel. Right. And they were like, You can't say that. Right. You know? Where does that go oh, to? Yeah. <laughs> so but at what point is it you employed me? You know what the person I am. You like you just employed me to be your your right. speaking voice? Well, it, partially, yeah. When you do work for a league-owned network, yes, you are. I mean, you there are areas where you can't go, right? I mean, if you are honest about things, I will say this, that at NFL Network, they give us much more leniency yeah. in terms of that. Really? We have had a, yeah. We've had a lot of people, in particular over the last year and a half or so, I would say, that have said things about organizations uh, or in some cases, ownership when it's come to lack of minority hiring, for example, in you know of head coaches, where some of our passionate analysts have taken people to task, right. and you know they're they're just spitting facts. Sometimes that doesn't go over well, but I would applaud the NFL for giving us the leeway of of you speaking know, our saying, minds yeah. there, and and then once again being able to do it here is. Is great, and I think that's why people have an attachment to what we do at John Boy. There's so much dishonesty in the world that I think right. that the, the, the honesty of the pods that's what makes it absolutely, appealing. absolutely. So, do we get to talk about my Cleveland Indians? Yeah, man. So Let's the go. draft has been going on since we've been here, right? So we're gonna get into all of the picks, but Rosie is a big Cleveland fan. We saw mm-hmm. a Cleveland fan at the game yesterday. Yes. Yeah, what jersey was, do you? Have he was wearing a Baker Mayfield jersey, yeah. but I think his pops are. Whomever was with him was wearing a tribe jersey. Yeah. So, yeah. So, your Indians mm-hmm. had the 23rd pick mm-hmm. in the first round, and they took Gavin Williams. Yes. First of, of all, Carolina. love the mullet. The mullet was great. Uh, big power arm, kid out of East Carolina. So, it was interesting. Ten of their first 11 picks were college pitchers. So, we're on to something here with the yeah. Indians. So... And that's my point. They've done nothing but to develop absolute studs for the last five years. So is, is, this, is well, this what they do? Okay, so they have. They struck it rich with one draft, okay. with one huge draft where they got Bieber, Savali, and Plesak all wow. in one draft, right? You get your top three starters yeah. out of one draft. They were all college kids. You know, Bieber okay. went to UC Santa Barbara. Savali, I think, went to Northeastern. Plesak, uh went to uh, NC State. No, no, no. That was his, his uh, uncle. Dan went to NC State. He went to Ball State. Okay. And they got all of them, I think, in the like top seven or eight rounds or something uh. like that. And they all developed. And so now the Indians have been kind of called the college baseball pitching factory. Mm. To be honest, the Indians who really need to hit on first-round picks have not hit on first-round picks lately. And that's nothing against Gavin Williams. I hope he turns into a front-of-the-rotation stud. But the Indians, their lifeblood is developing, drafting and developing their own, and they just haven't hit. 
Like the last guy who's even made the major leagues, I think, that they drafted in the first round was Tristan McKenzie in 2015. Yeah, and he's he, been up and down this he's season. He's been up and down this season. Before that, Zimmer. I want to say it was Naquin in 2012, and he's moved on to the Cincinnati Reds. And then the year before that was the last stud they drafted, and that was Francisco Lindor in 2011. Where's he now? He went <laughs> – I'll have to check it out. Can I get back to you on that? Yeah. Did all three of those pitchers come up, come up around the same time? Right around, yeah. Bieber was the first one to get there, uh, and then I believe Savali, and then it was Plesak. Plesak and Savali, I think, were really close to one another. Okay. Yeah. But it's interesting because the, the Indians, the two areas of expertise in the last few years has been developing college pitchers that come up. And for years, for really for the last 15 years, it's not drafting position players well. They haven't done that. They have, in trades, accumulated other teams' talent From for yeah. position players. I mean, they've done it all the way back to the mid-first decade of the 2000s when you're looking at Shinshu Chu and Asdrubal Cabrera. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even did it on the pitching side with Corey Kluber, who was really an, a no-name coming out of San Diego in a three-team trade. So they have done it, you know, positionally year after year. Michael Brantley was yep. the mm-hmm. last piece of the CC Sabathia trade. Man, the se- the first half he had. Yeah, he's, Brantley. Yeah, he's a stud. So Gavin Williams, mm-hmm. ten and one, one eighty eight ERA this year. Yeah, big power on. Peter, eighty one innings. I think he struggles with confidence a little bit though. <laughs> you you may have seen this guy. <laughs> he's just he's a very confident young man when he walks off the mound and I love it. I'm here for it. But eighty one innings a season, hundred and thirty strikeouts, yeah. twenty one walks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so more than 14 Ks per nine. In fact, if you look at their top three picks, they drafted a a left-hander out of Ole Miss who's a big strikeout kid as well. And then I think Tommy Mace was the third kid out of Florida that he was their compensatory pick uh, in the second round, I want to say. There was talk that he was going to be the first college pitcher off the board. Like, coming okay. into the 2021 season, they were like, he's going to have a chance to be the stud. Right. And he didn't have a great year at Florida, and I don't think that team had a great year either. I think they were the preseason number one team. Dang. If I'm not mistaken. And so, you know, I mean, you're onto something if you're drafting 10 college pitchers out of your top 11, right? Yeah. You have a theory going in. You could say, well, we're just going to take the best player available. But no, this is what they're doing. Mechanically, he looks, he kind of looks like he's got that Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. That's, I didn't that's, realize that's that he Garrett was 6'6, six, six, right yeah, 240. 6'6, six, six, 240? He's a big, big kid. Tell me that's not Garrett Cole. We'll show yeah. that up during the show. That's that's his mechanic. Obviously not the face, but that's his mechanics. Yeah. Does he sound like Kermit the Frog, too? <laughs> <laughs> or no? Garrett, you're, hopefully you're not listening. Don't take offense to that. It was just a little joke. Hey, we cut this out, though. You know, he hasn't he hasn't reached out yet saying he's a fan, so we don't, we don't know you if we know. got Maybe him yet. You never know. Maybe he's a quiet listener. We don't know if we got him yet. So, that's Gavin Williams, mm-hmm. who the Indians took. I think you have a... Meeting or a call? Do you got to get? Yeah, I've got a, I have a training call for uh, for my other job that I have to be a part of. Do you need my phone? For an, yes. <laughs> there you go. It, it would be great because we have so many young people here at John Boy Media to ask people. Uh, we have to find it? a bunch of old artifacts and ask them if they know what they are. <laughs> you know, like we could hit. I feel them. like Maddie and I are yes, in that. I know what that is. Do you know what this is? Do you know how to use the circular dial? Yes. You do know how to use that. My grandmother had that. My grandmother had that. Maddie, <laughs> bite your tongue. See, Maddie's an old soul. I've only known him a few days, but he's an old soul. Would you say there's he's? A, there's a lot of like videos that they do 
fortunately the MLB doesn't know how to market, so they can't do this. But like the NBA draft, yes, they like, oh, what is this and what is this? I do pretty well on yeah. those. Yeah, a the floppy disk. There was a uh, the dial-up you. sound. Mm-hmm. I got that. Okay, you know, that's great. Know things. Okay, now that's good. You're worldly. Yeah. How would in the world would you have found those out though? I don't know. If you didn't live through the experience, the dial-up, the dial-up, I did not live through. No, I'm not that much older than you. I've never. You didn't have to do the AOL like. It sounds eerily similar to what I used to hear. Listen, yeah. I was an aim were queen. You the, I was all over AOL. And were you the voice of that? Did Got you to voice sing that 1992, baby. Ah. Uh, yeah, I I feel like my life anthem from ages like 7 to 16 was the AOL dial tone to get on the internet. That's that nice. is a topic for another pod. What 7 is your, to 16. What is your lifetime theme song? Kelsey's is the dial-up. <laughs> it's very, it's very slow life I live. Well, guys, thanks for having thanks, me. I, I appreciate it. No, we appreciate uh, you. You know, we're going to check in in a few years when Gavin Williams gets here. With college kids, by the way, I do have a quick question for you. Shoot me. Um, you know, they feel like they can progress quicker and kids get pushed faster and faster to get to the big leagues these days. Yes. If you're an Indians fan or a, team, a fan of any team that drafted a college pitcher in the first round, I know everybody's different. Two years? I'd say, yeah. I'd say projections. Yeah. If it's a top. A lighter or a rocker, pick, we're going to see in two years. They're trying to get them in there quick. Yeah. it's And it all depends on how they can adjust to the new structure of going every five days. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a, a place like Vanderbilt is going to have them set up and prepared for life totally. after Vanderbilt. So I am, I've and, got no and doubt. And Jack Leiter is so different yep. because his dad. Pitched a, 19 years in the he's a bigs. He is so smart. He has always wanted to be this guy. I've known Jack since he was eight years old, yeah. nine years old or whatever. I mean, I've got a kid that's the same age as Jack. Yeah. And do, do you think there's any possibility you see him in September with the with the Rangers? Just to, just to get up. And I don't think they start think. his clock. There's no way. If it, if it wasn't to do with the service time, I'd say What if he absolutely. had fallen to four and had gone to Boston? And they're in the playoffs? Yes. You think so? David Price did it. Yeah, David Price did it. He Chris Sale did it Chris with the Sale White did Sox. It. Did you like him going second overall? Is that well, where you is that where you would have guessed? Or where? I, yeah, I thought that I just, I just thought the Rangers need something. Their pitching struggles have been well documented for a while here. Yeah. You know, they've they've signed guys, but they have they drafted and developed pitchers. Right. They have it. And this kid is so too. advanced. They've got a whole new front office too. They've sort of haven't they got a whole new front office over in Cleveland? Uh, in Cleveland, in uh, in Texas, at the Rangers now. Well, like two years John ago. Daniels still there? Yeah, but they went and they went and got a whole bunch of guys, like the the analytics department. They went and got a bunch of those guys to try yeah. and because it was it was old school over there. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, before we let him go, oh, if you guys haven't listened to the Rose Rotation, I mean it. It seriously is one of the one of the best baseball podcasts out there because oh, he you. has a rotating guest list of current major league guys and not like. Random guy. It wouldn't have been like when Big I played. Names. Hey, we got Pete Moylan. They'd be like, "What? Who the fuck are they?" <laughs> no, I would have called you. You would have been one of my co-hosts. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a great list. It's Glass now, Stephen Brault of the Pirates, Miguel Rojas and Marlins, Trevor May of the Mets, uh, Lucas Giolito and Archie Bradley, and they're fun. You know, terrible that's the thing is terrible personalities. Terrible personalities. <laughs> and the fun thing is, yeah, they're not they're not guests. They're truly co-hosts, yeah. which means that that they are a part of the show. They're part of the brotherhood and. Nothing's off limits with them. Yeah. You know, they 
they answer things honestly. They take us through their struggles. They take us through their successes, how they're dealing with the grind, their injuries. I mean, we've had three guys that have ended up on the injured list, you know, with yeah. Glass now, Bradley, and Rojas broke a, a finger. So yeah. it's been really fun. But it's also like what we talked about earlier when we talk about the personalities and getting to know people on a different level. Yeah. They, uh, they talk to you, they feel comfortable with you, and they open up to you like right. people don't open up to normal media. So you get more insight, you get more info, you get more of the stuff that you want to hear rather than just the stereotypical cookie-cutter answers that baseball yeah. players give. It's well, very candid, and you do a great job with I it. appreciate that. And the most important thing is that when I read in the comments that people say, hey, listen, I'm a fan of the Yankees or I'm a fan of the Red Sox, but I root for Glass now every yeah. time he's mm-hmm. out there. Or if I'm a Braves fan or a Mets fan, I love Miguel Rojas. Yeah. That's the key is that you, you want to show that the guys that you're rooting against because they're playing your favorite team – are actually really good dudes. Yeah. And if, if we've done that, then we, I think we all win. Well, you do a great job with it. It's 1057, and I'm oh a little nervous for I you. am too, because I'll get fired if yeah, I'm not on the call. you have a meeting at 11. All thank right, you, you guys so have fun. Much. I appreciate it. Boy, BBD got the seat nice and warm, too. <laughs> I have to thank you. <laughs> Toasty. All right, see you guys. I'm going to go put on my Gavin Williams moulet now. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Y'all know these guys. We got Jake and Jimmy. Hello. Hello, everyone. Athletes. Yeah. Yeah, we hurt ourselves. All four of us. You guys that our voices have got, gotten really strong over the course of this time yeah. we've been here. But Jake's voice is sounds like, uh, sounds like he smokes. I'm going to start, uh, I think I'm going to start doing voiceovers for smut books. <sighs> or just brawny paper towels. And then Matt Messina walked in and let her out. <laughs> and I was there waiting. This is the second time this has happened. chip on his shoulder and uh, the Yankees drafted him and they're giddy about it because he was on no one else's radar which usually means right. you probably could have just waited <laughs> <laughs> instead of you didn't break anything you just yeah. got you just went to Williams but he, he was there though that's what I don't like he was there to do the interview so he had to be on someone's yeah. radar uh, I think I'm a little worried about him because he, he's a liar he said that he watches the draft every year on TV, and he's so excited to be a part of it, and that's yeah, like a stone-cold lie. Dude doesn't watch the draft every year. I don't think it's like mid on TV. Oh, right, he's too young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching the draft. I, Sorry, Trey. I actually like batting him in front of Dominguez. What, I think what he year? Gets, he gets some pitches to hit. What year are talking about? Austin Wells in the three-hole. Talking about the New York Yankees, <laughs> Trey Sweeney. Yeah. Go on, Jake. I think he's gonna be good. <laughs> you know what they said about his defense? They said he's got a great clock at shortstop. So you can time his throws out the means? It's like you start with some physical skills first. <laughs> that means he, they, he, he doesn't rush. Yeah, he doesn't rush any plays. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Where's that on my list of how do we grade that? And we're I think you were good at that too. I yeah. Time, everything well. <laughs> Seems like an easy thing to teach. You should look for the you know, arm speed or range first. Do you think that pick was a result of? We talk on this part a lot about the effect of COVID and the reevaluation that's going on right now. Do you think that was because I obviously never heard? No, I think the Yankees don't care about the draft because they care much more about international free agents. So they, if they have their advanced scouting, I think they send majority of their top guys to the, you know, to get Garrett Sanchez and Luis Severino and Jason Dominguez and Andrew Hart and Glaber. That's a Glaber's a trade, but the rest are all, you know, all their other top prospects, Medina, Oswaldo Peraza. They're all international free agent kids. Sure. That's where the Yankees spend their money. That's why they're always trading Rule 5 guys just for cash. Because other teams don't care about the international free agent signing at all. The Mariners, they trade with all their money all the time. So I don't think the Yankees put a lot of stock, or as much stock, into the U.S. North American draft. So when they get cute with the first round pick and say, like, actually, and like, and then they can look like geniuses if it works out. I think it's more like it's a play. I would love to know if, if they do have just like a. Swing for the fences mentality. Yeah, if, if this kid pans out, he could be a star, or he could flame out and not get the double A. Yeah, I like it. Got it. Well, we here we should touch on the kid. Yeah. Well, because we know you guys probably have a pretty big opinion because uh, baseball's not going to be the same without Cunha the rest of the season. No, that sucks. Yeah, sucks. He's not the All Star game as well because he's just so much fun. Yeah. I, we asked Peter, Peter came on Talking Baseball when I was asking this question. And uh, the way I was said it was the Braves have had so many arrows hit them this season, and it feels like this was the kill shot yeah. to, to the 2021 Braves. Yeah, it's going to be tough to come back from. And look, they will never say anything publicly, but it's almost like a reset. You're like, okay, well, Ian Anson had a shoulder thing on the weekend. Has, has that news come out yet? I, I don't think it's in there. I don't know. Okay. Ion. Sorry. Ion and Darsa. Can that part is not necessary. Ion? I mean, if people are... He's from New York, so he gets jokes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. New York ever be jokes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Australia's done. Further west you go. It's... I mean, I know you guys... You guys are about traffic. He just showed up. Oh, he came I think he just got out of bed. He was wearing gloves for his I get to see him on a daily basis, and I, I think I get spoiled a little bit because I, I, I don't appreciate what I'm watching. When until he goes on, a, on an absolute tear like he did at the start of the year, I'm like, holy shit, this kid's special. But when you see him play every day, right, he'll have three days in a row where he's just normal, right? And then, like, and then he'll just explode again. But he's just got that talent. So take out any of the talent. We're not talking about baseball. We're talking about swagger and swagger only. Jimmy's forte. Yeah. Do y'all think that Acuna has like sauce? Like Tatis has Tatis has some sauce. You know, like he has some drip to him. Mm-hmm. We got to get you uh, Tatis's glasses that sent us. Yes, I tried. Uh, I tried them on everyone. I just got these. Uh, six bucks. Tatis is the coolest and swaggiest He's guy in so baseball. Cool. Acuna's there. I feel like Tatis is just cool. I, yeah, I've got an answer. I've got like an answer Tatis is the worst defensive shortstop in baseball. Though. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but no one cares. Nobody cares at all because if he makes a jumping catch, it's like the best play ever, and it looks so cool. And then they're like, "He must be great." It's like, wow. <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr. introduced yellow to the Braves uniform, and maybe yeah. Then 
your guys, your guy Jazz wore yellow and honor. Yeah. That's a relationship with the police. I mean, we we are a Jazz Chisholm pod. I don't know if you guys caught on to that. We're Jazz Chisholm Oh, they listen to every single minute of every single one of our pods. You like Jazz? You like Jazz? Hey, you guys like Jazz? Look, great video on you. Hey, coming up to the dish, you got to see this kid in Miami. Okay, let's dive in um, just to the... Just in, we don't really know how far along we're going to get in the first round. We're just going to kind of like chug, hit on probably the top 10, and then uh, names that really stood out to us in the rest of the first round. And that draft result board. It's a bit weird. <laughs> draft result board is brought to you by Roman. So look, guys, no one's perfect, including Peter Moylan. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options, and that is where Roman comes into play. Mm -hmm. So with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. It's a U.S.-licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it's going to ship to you for free. For free? For free with two-day shipping. The whole process, as Peter uh, mentioned last time is uh, very discreet. Mm. So to get started, it is super simple. You just go to Roman, getroman.com slash fame. So getroman.com slash fame and fame, F-A-M-E, and you complete an online visit. So take care of your ED without leaving the comfort of your own home. Just do it, guys. Just, just, just do it. It's not that hard. Yeah. Why do you have so many pillows? I don't know. Okay. Uh, so why, thank you, Roman. Why don't you have so many pillows? I have one. Did you want to tell us who got f- drafted first overall, or am I? I'm odds? shocked. I'm. Sh- I, yeah. I, I honestly, I knew he was going to go top ten, but I didn't realize he was going to go one one. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not sure yeah, if this yeah. was a money issue, but Henry Davis. I saw him in the ACC tournament. He had an unbelievable 2020, albeit shortened season, but what he did this year, man, 370, and 11.45 OPS. Yeah. My voice is killing me. 15 home runs, 48 RBIs. In only 50 games. In only 50 games. And 31 walks and only 24 strikeouts. Yeah. That's the thing. And he's mobile. He's a JT Riamuto type. Not quite that mobile, but he's a athletic catcher. So yeah. congratulations, Henry. Out of Louisville, by the way, just in yeah. case in, he's you wondered. the top college baton in the country is what he was known for coming into this draft. So Henry Davis won one out of Louisville. Number two. Jack Attack. It's my turn. Sorry. Number two. Jack Attack. Jack Leiter. There it is. To the Texas Rangers. Folks, we thunk it. We manifested it, maybe. I don't understand that whole world. We should dive in. That's a pod. So, (laughs) Jack Leiter, obviously out of Vanderbilt. Duh. 18 starts a season. 213. 111 innings pitched and 179 Ks. Um, This is a guy who you heard us kind of hit on. I think it was with Chris Rose. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who we think we're going to see up here. Speaking of Trevor Plouffe. Speaking of second overall picks. (laughs) (laughs) I was hyping you up there. you're good looking, dude. Golly, you're good looking. We're going to see Jack Leiter in the big leagues in like two years. My question is, yes, 
Do you remember mm. when you asked me when we first started this podcast Kay. who I would pick out of Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter? Yeah. Do you remember my answer? Jack Leiter. Thank you. Yeah. Um, People. So that Jack Leiter went second overall to the Texas Rangers, and he's going to look really good in that baby blue. Your turn. Okay, my turn. Nice job, Jack. By the Third way. overall. Third overall pick. This was another one that I had really had no idea. Jackson mm. Job, kid out of high school out of from Oklahoma. To the Tigers. He was a verbal commit to Oklahoma, to the Tigers. Mm. What did I, why did you say that? Because I don't think we said who had the third overall pick oh, and what well, team he Hen- went to. Henry, went to the, Henry Davis went to the Pirates. Yeah. Jackson Job went to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. He was Not a verbal LSU. commit. <laughs> <laughs> he was a verbal commit to Mississippi. The highest upside pitcher in the draft. He's 18 years old. 96 mile an hour fastball with a slider that has a 3,100 spin rate. I know you know a lot about spin rates. Yeah, I big, really do. Big spin rate, girl. Yeah. Big spin rate. Uh, and yeah. he's got a great third pitch, which is a changeup, 6'2", and he's going to get stronger. I signed and I was 6'2", 175. Now I'm 6'3", 307 pounds. Are you kind of surprised that he went as early as he did? Because we don't really see a lot of like... High school pitches? Yeah, high school righties drafted yeah. This early, I think it just this was a slot thing, probably. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But I don't want to get into all that because it's yeah. that's just guessing games. Let's yeah. just talk about who they are, what they are, what they're going to be. Yeah. Well, there are scouts who believe that he is the best pitching prospect in this in this class. So uh, yeah, and he's a monster. And they say that he is like the best slider in the draft. And you said tons of upside. So that's Jackson Job mm. to the Tigers. The Boston Red Sox with the number four overall pick in the 2021 MLB Draft Select. Can I ask a question? Just, by the way, the Red Sox are in first place still. Razor's game a bit out, right? Yeah. And they had the fourth pick in the draft, or the fifth pick in the draft. So they're going to add to their already talented roster by having a high draft pick. Yeah. The Pirates, on the other hand, not so much. Marcelo Mayer. Marcelo Mayer. High school shortstop. He's 6'3", 190, though, and he's 18. I don't think you're done growing at 18. He is. He was a verbal commit to South Carolina, and they say he has one of the best hit tools, some raw power that a lot of scouts really like. And uh, this is a guy who we could have seen go first overall. We also knew that he probably could have slid down to six or seven, but he has power potential. He can hit for average. Obviously great defensively to the Red Sox. You like that? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Your turn. I'm just looking at what I just said before, but like the fact that they get to add such high draft picks after having they're having such a good success, I'm just trying to run it through my head as to how that scenario plays out. Yeah. People are putting on sunscreen. <laughs> <sighs> Colton Cowser. We did not talk about this guy at all. I had not even heard this guy before. Out of Sam Houston State, baby. Yeah. Sam Houston State. Santa Felder, great contact hitter. Who had the fifth pick? You're going to have to run through all the picks. The Orioles, the, picks had the, picks. the Orioles had Of course they were. Great contact hitter. Finds a barrel with a lot of line drives and a ton of loft. Still projects for 20 homers a season. So how do you do that? You just got pop, pop. Crazy. But uh, good instincts and an average arm in the outfield. That's a strange pick for me. Well, over three seasons. Well, okay. This is the third polished college bat that the Orioles have taken in the first round in the in three drafts during the Elias era. Okay, what was the last two? They took Adley Rushman in 2019 and Heston, how do you say his, the Arkansas Kurgistad. guy? Kurgistad in 2020. 
number two overall. Um, but this is a guy who hit in three seasons at Sam Houston State. He hit 354 with 24 home runs. He hit 374 as a junior okay. in 2021. And he got Southland Conference Player of the Year, number 10 prospect heading into the draft. But this is a guy who definitely was not talked about as much, to your point. Okay. Does that mean this This is like the slot thing that you talked about? Explain the slot thing to me. Can, can you explain the slot thing to me? So we're talking about the guys that don't want to spend so much money, right? I mean, the, te- the like teams if that you, are cheap. If you can save money on your first-round pick, then you have a million more dollars. To spend throughout the rest of them. Yeah. Right. So you try and get yeah. So you try and get talent that's more related to your money as opposed to what yeah. You like if you if you know that this guy would probably sign for a million under slot because he wasn't expecting to go this high, then you Whereas, take him early. Whereas you might have Kumar. Jordan Lawler behind him or Kumar Rocker demanding okay. slot or over slot because okay. that's what happened with Kumar. So the Mets drafting him willing to pay is what they're saying. Yeah. Wow. A lot of teams. I mean, he. We'll get to we'll get to um, Kumar Rocker tenth overall to the Mets. Story within but a story. That slot was like yeah four point seven four million was the slot, and the Mets are expected to sign him for six million. Um, so people were saying for Kumar, the reason he may have slipped is because he was making like strong financial demands. And who's his agent? Is it Boris? Know. I don't know who his agent is. Okay. That'd be sick if it was Boris. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. Number six overall to the Arizona Diamondbacks, Jake's Snakes, Jordan Lawler, the high school shortstop who a lot of people had going first overall in this draft. He was a Vanderbilt commit. He's a complete five-tool guy, speed, power, great fielding ability to stay in the middle infield spot. Comps to Bobby Witt Jr., which we love to see. He entered the season as the top high school prospect. This was a guy – I feel like a lot of these guys in, in this first 10 could have gone first overall. There was no set first. Uh, but Jordan Lawler was a guy who was talked a lot about. A lot of comps to Bobby Witt, but junior, but more <laughs> polished than him. So he's going to Jake Snakes. Mm-hmm. What on Jake Snakes? Who had the seventh pick? The Royals. Kansas City. Our guy, Frankie. Frankie boy. Three no-hitter Frankie. You remember three no-hitter Frankie? Wasn't oh. it four? Was it four? Dang it, Frank, I'm so sorry. Frankie Mazzucato, high school pitcher from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. He was a commit to UConn. Fastball topped out at 91 until he went and saw Eric Cressy. <sighs> Cressy guys. Comes Love Cressy guys. He's touching 93. He's throwing no hitters like it's his job. Okay. Kerbal is a selling point. His changeup will develop. But Frankie, I can't wait to have you on the podcast. It's going to be fun. I want so to see him dominate for a little while. Frank was not expected to go in the top 10. In day one. He wasn't even in the top 7,000 <laughs> Yeah, two years ago. But this is an example of yeah. the Royals being able to likely sign him for underslot. Like the final mock boards had him late first round, early second round. Okay. And he went seven over. Um, but that's what the Royals do. The Royals will, the Royals will, they've got a different system. Well, they still had system. Kumar Rocker on the board. They still had Brady House on the board. They still had Khalil Watson on the board. So this was yeah. a surprising pick because of the guys who were still available. But... Yeah. Um, they think that they have he has really high upside. They think they're going to be able to sign him for under slot. And Dayton Moore over there said, in, in their mind, he had the best curveball in the country. My guy. So the Royals like him. Uh, my pillows we going? love him. He had a .16 ERA this season wow. in high school. Okay, number eight overall to Jake's Rockies was Benny Montgomery, a high school outfielder. Cluxon is one of the fastest players in the draft, and Peter, he won the 2020 Perfect Game All-American Classic Home Run Derby. Hmm. 
Second consecutive year, the Rockies have chosen a high school outfielder. Benny and the Jets. Um, but this is a guy who this season, he was around the showcase circuit a ton. And like Colton Kowser, who we talked about going to the Orioles, he just upped his stock a lot this year. He came into the season pretty good, pretty good center field prospect. And then this season, the, the raw power was developing. So this is a guy who I read, chance to hit 25 home runs, play center field. You'll like to watch him in BP. He's expected, he like, is fun. You know what's funny is I actually like to watch BP. I found that out well, yesterday. this guy's like known for what he does during batting practice. Okay. And he hit 417 this this uh, season. Okay. Number nine, Sam Backman. Miami, Ohio pitcher. Second in the D1 whip at .077. Fourth in hits per nine at 4.4. Has two 70 to 80 grade pitches. His fastball has hit 101 and he sits 94 to 97. So, well done, Sammy Backman. Yep. Ranked as the 14th prospect. Uh, you get to do the fun one next. Number 10. The New York Mets select Kumar Rocker. And you guys, I love this pick. I don't know why, but when I found out he was going to the Mets, I was like, I love it. Did you see that he already has a billboard in New York? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you tweeted that out. And he also probably, this is, the, I would not be surprised if we see him. If they're running and he gets into the system and he has some success, I would not be surprised to see him in September. Yeah, I love that. Number 11, Brady House, shortstop from Georgia. Tennessee commit, super athletic, resulting in good defense with a strong arm. He can pump 96 off the mound, so there's a lot of upside if there's any downside. You're talking about Brady House? Yeah, this was Casey's guy. To the Nationals. I I watched him play, but the Alatoona Buccaneers held him to two for nine in the semifinals. (laughs) You keep bringing that up. He is a... (laughs) He's a unit, though. That's a big Do you think that's kid. why he dropped to 11? Because of what the Alatoona <laughs> Yeah, the Alatoona Bucks, man. I got it. Um, I'm not going to lie. When you're looking up on MLB.com, it says, like, he kind of struggled with the bat this spring, which is why he dropped. Really? Dang. Casey. Two for nine. Hey. Al, yeah, yeah, Al, yeah, yeah. Al uh, resident draft expert, Casey Lynch. Yeah. He, oh. he spent a lot of video time watching him. Um, comps to a- athletic Joey Gallo. Number 12 to the Mariners is another guy we talked about, Harry Ford out of North Cobb High School. He's a catcher. This is a guy that Casey liked a lot and talked a lot about on our last episode. Um, But Harry Ford was committed to Georgia Tech. We're going to love him because he's a big bat flipper. And his great-great-grandfather invented the car. Moving on, 16, (laughs) Khalil Watson, high school shortstop out of North Carolina. North Carolina State commit. Sorry, NC State commit. I can't say North Carolina State. Start that again. North Carolina State commit. You can like say that, that can't you? Just did. Okay. Projected to go top five in all my my voice is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Projected to go top five in all mocks. This isn't from drinking. Yeah. Or yelling. Too early for alcohol. Yeah. Uh, incredible speed, base stealing threat. Next. Um, the only other guy that well, I want to give a shout out to Wood Bed- Bednar Bednar from Mississippi State going fourteenth yep. overall to the Giants. Outstanding. We love that. Uh and twenty fifth overall, Max Muncie. Your guy. Your guy. Kevin Copps, 99th overall. There you go. But Max Muncy was drafted 25th overall in the first round. He's a high school shortstop, Arkansas commit. But he has the same name, birthday, and draft team as Max Muncy with the Dodgers. That's unbelievable. So we got some um, yard games to get to. We know this episode was a little bit all over the place. But Maddie's going to make us look like geniuses. That doesn't matter. We'll chop that up. Plus, next week's episode, we can touch on some more guys. We're going to touch on. This has been a crazy little TikTok-style YouTube style John Boy House. Yeah. And we're killing it. Um, do you have Aussie lingo for us today? Can you just. Sugar. Sugar? Yeah. No, that's not it. Everyone knows what sugar is. Yeah. I haven't even thought about Aussie lingo. 
12 seconds later. Can can you just tell me when the saying on the Barbie? On Shrimp the on the Barbie. Yeah. yeah. Is that the grill? Yeah. Barbie, go. Barbie's grill. That is, but I'm a, you don't know that yet. Aussie lingo, you ready? Yeah. Barbie. Grill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for today's episode of Farm to Fame. I literally lost Peter Moylan walking out of the room right now. We have front yard games to get to. We know this episode was all over the place, but we're in a really fun house right now, and we're having a great week. So thank you guys for listening. Farm on. Farm often. We'll see you next Wednesday, bitch.